Hey guys, welcome to Dance Fever, the internet's only dance competition show fan podcast that covers So You Think You Can Dance, Dancing with the Stars, Strictly Come Dancing, and America's Best Dance Crew, as well as any other competition shows that may strike our fancy. I'm Eddie Lee. I'm Terry Ann. Today, though, we have narrowed it down to So You Think You Can Dance, Season 12, Episode 14, Top 8 Performance. And America's Best Dance Crew, Season 8, Episode 5, Semifinals. We're going to start out with So You Think You Can Dance. Like he said, from August 24th. The judges on our show, of course, are Paula, Jason, and Nigel, as everyone knows. The winner gets a $250,000 grand prize and to be in Jennifer Lopez stage show in Vegas. In Vegas, yes. In Vegas. And this is her first uh, Vegas. Vegas gig, I don't know, of any sort, but of any kind of like lengthy kind yeah. of show. So Ty Diorio choreographed the opening dance, which was done to... The L- Lilies of the Valley uh, song from the Pina soundtrack. And it looked very Munsters to us. It yeah. was Wednesday. Yeah. All the girls looked like Wednesday. And Adam's... Not Munsters, I'm sorry. Adam's family. Adam's family, yeah. Sorry. And uh, it was it was cute. Same time was, period. Yeah. It was weird. It was quirky. But it was cute. I, and I don't know necessarily that I would have picked this to be a Tice Diorio piece. Me neither. It, 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 was, it was a little different. I, I, yeah, I think the the thing that probably really threw me off was the costuming. It didn't strike me as a typical Tice setting kind of, of thing, but um, it was. It, 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 uh, the, he did. Yeah. It was. And yeah. there they go. There and we go. it was a little scary, freaky deaky, weirdy. But uh, it was, it weird, was cool. Yeah. It was cool. Okay, our first dancer out is Virgil, and he has peer, peered paired up with all-star jasmine doing an african jazz piece choreographed by mr cheeseman they danced to transglobal underground's hitamani hanneman's forest mix i mean it's just okay yeah hanneman yeah anyway it was very african it was very jazzy (laughs) it was very um the story was that virgil was trying to bring jasmine over to the dark side but at the end she broke his neck so hey there you go the thing that stood out to me the most not only that it was Virgil, I like Virgil. He didn't get to smile because he was supposed to be very sinister, no, yeah, he was evil, which was different. And he's like four inches shorter than Jasmine, but managed to lift her At with least. with Jeez. no difficulties whatsoever. Didn't seem straining. Didn't see him faltering. Lifted her, put her back down. I mean, it was. I thought he did an excellent, excellent job. And I love Virgil. So there you go. That's how I feel. I'll add that. Jasmine has never been one of my favorite dancers that I've seen on So You Think, but this may, for me, be the best piece that I've seen her in. I I enjoyed her dancing in Mm -hmm. this piece. Um, And I I think it was the costume because it covered up a lot of her knees and elbows. Well, it was the costume, but I also think the movement that uh, Cheeseman gave her de-accentuated knees and elbows. It it was other types of lyrical movement not where those were sticking out or where the movement was leading with knees or elbows and so it played down her played down her long thinness and I think maybe made her more uh, sinuous kind of. So I, I, I enjoyed this type of movement with Jasmine. And we had noticed, at least I had noticed last time that Nigel had made a mistake by saying that Jasmine had been in a piece with Twitch when really she hadn't been. It was Sasha. And he did correct his mistake. 
He did openly announce that he was. I'm wrong. sure because his uh, understudy or yes, whatever his, you call his it people, came his up to him after the show and said, said uh, "Nigel, no, no." no. no. So. We we know they all blend together for you, but uh, mm-hmm. you need to make this correction next time. And everybody had a solo also, so Jim gets to do his solo now. Very nice balletic piece. He is a consummate ballet performer. I mean, or he wouldn't have the job that he has. He's just he's very good. That's what a solo was, and it was excellent. He danced to Antonio Vivaldi's "The Four Seasons Summer." Next out was Derek with all-star Jamie, and I love Jamie, doing a piece by Ty Stiorio. It's a contemporary piece, of course. Dancing to Stevie Wonder's Never Dreamed You'd Leave in Summer. And I like Stevie Wonder. That was, the that was as, it, as Eddie Lee just said, that was the voice behind the song. And I love Jamie, but I didn't really love this dance. They're supposed to be two broken souls that are breaking up and they're supposed to get like peace from each other i guess not a peace but peaceful feelings about how they're yes about how they're they're thing and i just i mean jamie was the better dancer of the two she is the all-star but i just i didn't get Derek, and i still don't get yeah i'm i'm not sure Derek could emote like to save his life uh, it, he doesn't. I don't think he has enough stuff in his life to know what to emote from. He, he if is. If you don't have circumstances in your life that cause you to have some highs and lows, how do you emote he's highs and lows? Seriously lacking. So, um, he's a little too sheltered, maybe a little too naive. This maybe. young man, if he's going to work professionally, it, it will only be in a technical aspect. He yeah. will only dance Beautiful right technical now. Technical dancer. Because they need somebody for technique. So, what is that? Like a commercial or something like that? That's nice and short. But any long pieces like shaping sound does and stuff like that, this man is just not qualified to participate in that right now. And it really shows. And the the longer he's on the show, the more it shows. Because the more frequently you see him, the more frequently he does not change. And it's like, wow. It's just now at this point, I think it's just really glaring his inability to emote and thus connect with anyone outside perhaps his own head. It, It just... He, he's, a, he's a desert. <laughs> Anybody yeah. is dancing in the middle of a desert when they're dancing with him. There's just nothing there. Yeah. Like I said, it's because he hasn't had, I think. Could be. Enough situations to really But we've had other from. 18 and 19-year-old people on the yeah, show that seem to do it. Yeah, but maybe they've had situations. Well, could be. Yaya does her solo. Beast. Crumping. What more can you say? Love Yaya. She danced to Tight Eyes Hype City. Love it. Next out are Haley and Fiction. Love. Go Fiction. fiction. Love Fiction. Doing a Luther Brown hip hop. To, I uh, believe that's Conic Sneed's Let It Go. And you particularly liked Haley's outfit. It was like a black leather cat suit kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. With some netting down in the middle, straight yep. down the middle. It, it, it was, a, it was the, a, a situation, I think, where Paula had been speaking to several of the female contestants about looking sexy but yet uh reserved sexy and i think this outfit did it for Haley just by itself yeah. she physically didn't have to worry about it as much because the cat suit made her look very sexy and she could just play off of that it's true and she did the hip-hop very well i yes. thought i thought fiction 
did not overshadow her at all, and fiction very easily could. Yes, yeah. I managed to watch Haley. Usually when fiction's on stage, I don't get to watch anybody else because that's who I'm looking at because I want to see what he does. But I managed to watch Haley, and she she kept up with him and did a very good job. I liked it. Fiction rocks, so she had that. And, you know, I think that definitely says something about fiction is that he can partner very well mm-hmm. because that's what it would require is him to partner easily. He could have surpassed her ability, but he knows that and did not. Right. So I, I thought that was that was good. That that shows that he's a really good and partner. And for some reason, that whole routine made everybody hungry because Jason compared it to chicken and waffles, Nigel to bread and butter. So, uh, you know. Yeah. Or, just, and le- later, did he say tea and crumpets or yes, something? something or like that. tea and, yeah. Biscuits or something. Yeah, yeah, something. Gabby then did her solo. And I loved it because not only did Gabby do it, not only did Gabby tap dance, but Gabby tap danced to Santana's Oil Como Va. What could be better? That, that's awesome. That I never thought about it, but that's an awesome song to that tap to. That was a trifecta that just could not be beat. She she is the most creative tapper I've seen in quite a while in her movements with, with what she chooses to do. I like it. Then the next one, the next dancer out was Megs, paired up with all-star Paul, doing a piece by Jean-Marc Genereau, doing a pas doble. To Tom Player's Blade of Blood. And... What we noticed in this was Megs decided to wear pants, which made her more masculine. Yeah. Which made it look like two dudes dancing y- a pasta doble. Y- yes. To me. Meg and Megs wasn't quite sharp and crisp enough in the paso for me. She was a little keeping her straight, which is a little more fluid and in paso to me you really have to be like really uh, intense and sharp and crisp and meaningful and she was Doing that with a little street smooth to it. And also, in, in all honesty for me, I was not overly impressed with Paul's dancing of this either. Well, yeah. No, I you know, I, I guess you don't want to really pull out a true ballroom dancer to partner her with because then... That would make it look even worse. Yeah, yeah. So I, I can understand that you wouldn't go with uh, some, uh, 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 Pasha. Mm-hmm. Or I was thinking the girls on dancing, but uh, that would be two girls or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Because yeah, it would make the difference that much more. Dimitri. But yeah, but both of these dancers, neither had it, and just you've got to watch a ballroom dancer uh, dancing pair in particular do a paso to understand. Watch Derek or Val do a paso, and then watch yeah. this, and you'll see that Paul didn't. And also adding to what Terry Ann said. Because of my perception of the way Megs was dancing, she did not dance masculine either. No. So she she was dressed and appeared more masculine, didn't pull that off. She did not dance with the precision yet fluidity that the female partner has to dance with, so she didn't pull that off either. So she was in this mushy kind of in-between kind of place. and It, it wasn't it just, bad, but it wasn't good either. No, uh, for for the kind of it was not a, a good rendition of the type of dance that it was supposed to be. Right. And next out was Derek doing his solo, and it was a contemporary leg up in the air solo. I'm just I'm not impressed by Derek, so I really can't just like go wow over anything he does. Next, it was he he danced to the Irrepressibles, Two Men in Love. Sorry. 
And next out were Neptune and All-Star Kayla doing a Ray Leaper jazz piece. To the double X's Infinity. And his quality of movement was not quite enough. I, I agree. M- much much like Meg's, yeah, the, much the like previous Meg's, dance. Um, he needs... He needs some more um, in finishing moves, perhaps. Well, I think just some more training because yeah. he's both he and Megs have not had a whole lot of official training, right? Right. So right. I mean, and and it's starting to show now at this point. And I thought the lifts were fine. Some of the judges said that they thought the lifts were shaky. I thought the lifts were fine. I the, thought it was the just watching him beside Kayla. You could see the extension that Kayla was getting, and of course Neptune was not. So it wasn't the partnering. His partnering skills were fine, which this is his first, this whole show, this whole season has been his first partnering ever. Yeah, so. He's never partnered before. And I think he's a, he's a good partner. He's always there. He's always stable. I thought his lips were fine. But it's just the side-by-side movements that you see that he's not quite up to that standard, which he wouldn't be because he's not had the training. But it really showed in this one. So, uh, but, but all, you know, think about that. This is the final eight mm-hmm. from however many thousands tried out. And here's a dude who's a street dancer used to dancing solo. Right. And he is in the final eight of So You Think You Can Dance. And he's going on tour. Which, he, he, except for the past couple weeks, he has not danced solo at all in the show. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, everything has been partnered with, you know, other contestants and now all-stars who are... Mm, conceivably supposed to be better dancers uh, uh, more experienced dancers let's say uh-huh. so you know just the fact that he is in the top eight it's like that's that's excellent excellent from what probably any type of expectation for somebody in his position you you could have had for them so he he has done an, an excellent job i think so next is virgil solo and all i wrote down was he's the entertainer oh man he did a hip hop piece to Kendrick Lamar's "Eye," and it was uh, it was excellent. Yeah, it, it was excellent. Virgil, he 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 is an entertainer. He is a Sammy Davis Jr. kind of, although I don't know if he can sing, a, a type of entertainer. He, he just he just he lights up the whole room. He can do all of. He puts that. a smile on, and you're just you're enwrapped in him. He, he's a it's very old school yeah. kind of talented Field. artist. Yeah. Um, and and that is just so cool to see because I don't run across in today's popular culture very many people that make me think of. 40s and 50s entertainers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Virgil, Virgil is definitely one of those. So next out were Jim and Comfort doing a Far Side and Phoenix routine. They danced to uh, David Guetta's Hey Mama featuring Nicki Minaj, BB, Rexa, and Afrojack. And the story was Jim was per- Perseus, I'm sorry. And, uh, yes. and Comfort was Medusa. So even though last week they told Jim he needed to get better eye contact with his partner, he couldn't. Now, yeah, now he can't have eye contact. So it's like because if he wow. looks at Medusa, if he looks her in the eye, he'll turn to stone. So the whole dance is him fighting Medusa. I thought it was good. Not he wasn't. He was a ballet dancer trying to do hip hop. Just like Megs and Neptune yeah. before him. Yeah. Jim was another He's one. He's had extensive training, but not in this right. genre. It, Neptune could have killed this piece. Oh, man. He could have killed oh, this piece. Oh, if Neptune had but had this piece. of course, Neptune didn't get um, hip-hop. Jim did. 
So Jim showed his own lack of technique, yeah, although he did a, a fine job. I mean, it was great, but he's not hes not in the pocket. Yeah, he's certainly not, not trying to take anything away from these dancers. Yeah. But we, we are getting to the point in the competition where we're just seeing a more definite line between what they mm-hmm. can and cannot do well. And, and that's all. Uh, the, the flaws overall are just starting to show. And, and that's not a bad thing. That just means that, hey, if you want to do this particular thing, you just have shown that you, you just need to spend more time training mm-hmm. to do this particular thing. That's all. So next was Haley's solo. She danced to? Steed Lord's Vanguardian. And she did a good job. I mean, Haley is an excellent contemporary dancer. I get more feeling out of her than I do Derek, so I like Haley. Now my favorite dance. Not only because it's Gabby, who is dancing. Not only is she dancing with Robert Rolden, who is one of our favorite all-stars. They are dancing a Mandy Moore contemporary piece. And the song is? Sarah McLaughlin's Angel. Okay, so now we have more than a trifecta, because we have Gabby, we have Robert, we have Mandy, we have a song that I really love. We have a concept where Gabby is supposed to embody anxiety, and Robert is supposed to be her shining light. And it just, it was perfect. Yes. It It was perfect. It made me cry. This was one of the best pieces, probably, of the whole season. Oh, yeah. Definitely of the whole season. Perhaps... One of the best of all of, of So You Think You Can Dance. But, I would um, put it right up there with all the seasons. Mandy Moore and Robert together, is, yes. is, that's just a that's yeah. that's a phenomenal thing. That's a phenomenal thing. And Gabby did such an excellent job. Yes, she job. did. She really she did. Em, she really did embody anxiety. She really, and Robert was strong enough that Gabby could let go. She was flailing and, and having just a fit, and Robert was holding on to her, holding her up in the air. And that, I mean, it was just, it was beautiful how he could be strong enough for her to be able to just let go and really emote everything she wanted to emote. And by the end of it, she was crying. For me, this piece shows that Gabby is probably the or one of the two best rounded dancers in this whole competition. Mm-hmm. She just did one of the most moving contemporary pieces on the show as a tap dancer. Now, it is just blatantly obvious she has had more training than dance. So perhaps that's kind of unfair to compare. But but the fact remains, when you watch her, I don't know that she has danced a style where she has really looked out of place. No, not to me. Some styles she has done better with than others, yes. But none have I seen this season where I thought, well, okay, there. Gabby needs to go and, and work that some more because that just didn't do it. Like some of these other dancers and some of these other genres they have been put in. So she, uh, her, and actually this next dancer are probably the two most rounded dancers on this season and maybe two of the most that the show has had as it has progressed because initially you didn't have to necessarily be well-rounded. You could do what you did and they would kind of make allowances for the show. But now that it's happened more and more and more often, now you can't 
have all of your experience in one place and expect to be successful on So You Think. Right. Because more, if you listen, more and more of these dancers have had this training and that training and this training and then settled the last four or five years on this style of dance. And it shows as they're bounced around these genres. And even some of them who had tried out previous seasons and hadn't gotten on, they said... You know, during the tryouts this season, I went after that tryout and I took classes in this in and the, this and yeah, this. Yeah, this is where I was Because I wanted to be on this show and I wanted to be sure I was strong in all right. this other stuff so too. So you're getting the, the, the So You Think uh, uh, people, the people behind the show, are forcing the dancers who participate to be better and better equipped commercially. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily a better dancer. But they're having to be a more a, a better rounded dancer in order to compete on the show. Mm-hmm. In their own genres, doing stuff uh, professionally, I'm sure every dancer that's on the show could find a job in that genre if the genre is available commercially. But as far as overall, what the commercial world wants, you know, they just want to be able to pick somebody and throw them into whatever, and they do just fine. That's the kind of dancers that is going to So You Think and that is coming out of So You Think. Mm -hmm. In particular, what really comes to mind is Shaping Sound, that troupe. They do everything through the course of one of their seasons. And so you can't make that troupe with just one or two specialties in dance. You have to be able to do everything well. Mm -hmm. So their next solo is Meg's. And it's a regular Meg's street solo it was okay she danced to steve aoki chris lake and to jomo's um delirious featuring kid ink and then our next dancer out was yaya who was my second favorite dancer dancing with last year's winner ricky as the all-star to an al blackstone broadway piece uh, to uh, nat king cole's let's face the music and dance love nat king cole love yaya love ricky so hey another trifecta here and they were mobsters and yaya doesn't even know what a mobster is (laughs) yeah that was funny but that's okay she hits the stage she's sexy she's a mobster's wife he's trying to talk her into another job and she's like no 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 she wants out of the life putting her hand up going no 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 and it was just it was wonderful it was an excellent broadway piece yes for for this street dancer. Now again, just like Gabby, Yaya is a street dancer. She uh most of her movement is crumping, mm-hmm. although that's not the only street. She's also an animator. Yeah, let me see. yeah, they they call it animation also, but most of her moves are crump moves, which is a you know, guys, that's a very hard hitting kind of Violent, staccato almost. street. So dancing something like a a, a Broadway piece you know, other than just a flat-out contemporary piece, I'm not sure there would be something more alien in movement than, mm-hmm. a, than a Broadway piece. She pulled it off beautifully. Yes, she did. Uh, you, she doesn't really have a weakness either. Uh, again, she's... Maybe her extensions. She's from another country, and I wonder if she had experience in dance in Czechoslovakia yeah. doing all different kinds of things, yeah. but focused on Her extensions street. aren't great. I mean, she's not as as toe pointy extension-esque she's very flexible because you have to be to be a, a street dancer yeah you have to be flexible to be a street dancer it's just you can sometimes occasionally see 
if she's beside a stage dancer that her leg's not quite up as high and extended and toe pointy but still she is by no means weak when it comes to a stage dance at all so then neptune did his solo it was an excellent neptune solo some crumping some b-boying i liked it he danced to duro's get big then team street comes out which by the way won the poll again which eddie lee doesn't find important so i kind of skipped over it well, I, I don't know if it's going to be because they haven't. They come out and say it, but yeah. that's all they do to to enhance this this competitive thing. And I'm like, um, point. You know, is there one, or are you just doing a fake? This is a big deal, or, or you yeah. know, what is the deal? Yeah. Um, Team Street was choreographed by Dave Scott. It was a hip hop. They danced to. Let me see. Puff Daddy and the Family's Fina Get Loose featuring Farrell Williams. And it was kind of fun watching this because Jaya had just finished this fluid Broadway piece and then we get to see her in her own yeah. little movement here. Yeah, that was... Because Dave Scott realizing that it's hard to do a four-man four hip-hop piece kind of did the street throwdown idea with the whole thing you got to see them individually with what what their strengths were doing a street throw down with each other it's like they all met up on the corner and said okay let's go and you know and just went down and i liked it i like because i like that kind of of well that's that's the that's the foundations of of this style of dancing the street it it was a it was originally just guys learning moves and trying to to one-up each other literally on the street corner Next were the team stage choreographed by Tassandra Chavez. Uh, she danced, or excuse me, they danced to Ed Sheeran's Give Me Love. And it was supposed to be two couples in addictive and des- desperate relationships dancing. I, I don't know. I, they, it was good. I'm, it was a good contemporary piece because they're all four I'm good dancers. I'm not sure dancers, I got it. But I'm not sure I got it at the end the what the story was supposed to be just watching it if i hadn't been told i wasn't so i'm not so sure i would have gotten the story i would have said oh that's a nice dance you know but that's okay so the bottom four are megs neptune Derek, and Haley. we're toward the end of the show and that's how Haley got there i could see megs and neptune and Derek. really couldn't see Haley, but then i wouldn't know who to replace her with yeah really in the bottom two if not then who Yeah, yeah if not then who and Derek and Neptune were voted off, which I might have kept Neptune and and let Megs go of those. Definitely Derek go, but I'm not so sure about the Neptune Megs thing there. Although they were the two weakest. Yeah, this I weak. Uh, yeah, I, that that would be a tough call as far as choosing between the two who who i would see go mm-hmm. if if they both couldn't go together because i kind of have them both at the same level yeah as far as who's left uh, Derek, i think Derek was past like two or three weeks ago past time yeah. of of going home yeah. yeah yeah um something interesting i've noticed i don't know if she's going to dance next week but if i was a guy i'd be worried if i got teamed up with jamie because two consecutive weeks her dude's gone home Okay. Now, I don't know if they know that ahead of time and pair them with her to try to give them a boost because that's not going to work. For a given week, basically they were voted off in the prior week yeah. and they just don't know. Yeah. So dancing with her is not going to make any difference right. as far as audience. But it is curious that both weeks 
her person got voted off. Yeah. And I wonder how she feels about that at this point. But like you said, it's not because of the voting with her dancing. With no, her. Yeah, no, it's not their performance. Right. It was that person's performance the, the week, week before. before. I love Jamie. So, She's an excellent dancer. So actually, I guess you could say she had nothing to do with them being voted off either time. Right. Because they got... Yeah. yeah. So, but I just looking at the little chart here, I thought that was interesting that um, that 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 happened to her. All right, what's next? So we have six dancers going up next, and we'll see what happens. You had the rumor that uh, Melanie Melanie Moore supposedly is an all star this coming week. Um, that's the only thing I've heard. I don't, you know, some of these people I'm sure will come back. Uh, Melanie at least will be a new person. Maybe mm-hmm. there will be more new people. I don't know. So that's that's exciting. I I, I really like Melanie, the, her her season. Her and Lauren, uh, I enjoyed both of their seasons, and that was back to back seasons. Yeah. So next we'll talk about ABDC, America's Best Dance Crew. Okay. Road to the VMAs. The finals are as we're recording this tonight. Later tonight at ten o'clock. So hopefully we'll be able to wrap up that we'll- show with. And we'll be able to watch it live. We're live. That's exciting. Yeah, and we'll be able to to do the wrap-up that show on the next broadcast of Dance Fever when we talk about the down to the the finals of So You Think You Can Dance. And actually, since we're here, we'll go ahead and throw out, I think the timing will be that we will be able to talk about the upcoming Dancing with the Stars pairing, too. And the upcoming Strictly Come Dancing. Just rumors. The pairing won't be out until the next week. For well, them. right, but we'll, we we can name all the people who nobody will know up to that who point. are going to yeah, be on it because it they've really, already announced all the uh, stars. Yeah, so, so we'll be able to give a little rundown of that on on the next show. But back to ABC? America's Best Dance Crew, the semifinals. Yes. This would be the semifinal yes. episode. And we have left Quest Crew, Kinjas, and Super Crew. Kinjas are my favorite. Quest Crew is my favorite because of Dietrichs and Hawk. That's so. funny. Quest Crew is in third place in my my personal voting. They're in third. I, I Quest Crew is my favorite. I think Kinjas maybe are more inventive in their routines. Last week's really got me when they did it to beatboxing. That, that, oh, that, that was, really got me. Yeah, wow. Of course, Super Crew did something similar similar this week. Yeah, this week, which was very good. But anyway, Quest Crew chose an 80s theme to their first dance. What what was the overall theme? They were of, supposed to pick a song that was nominated. R- right, VMA nominee and then they and then, picked a song and, and then, could do whatever and then they wanted. They had to do to a it. concept, had to have a concept. Yeah. Couldn't just get out there and dance, it had to have a theme. Now, and they chose 80s. Not to be confused with total creative control like everybody had for one of their dances last week. Right. This was the typical here is your challenge, pick your song, pick your routine. Make a theme. We'll do out. everything else. Like, yeah. yeah, so this was kind of a back-to-normal kind of situation yeah. for the show. So they chose 80s. They chose to kind of poke fun, maybe, at some different things that were in the 80s. They did Madonna. Madonna. They did Michael Jackson. And did a Not Born Yet. Not Born Yet, Ariana Grande. A- Ariana Grande. And they danced to Shut Up and Dance by Walk the Moon. So there was a lot of parody in this in this, in the outfits, very eighties outfits, in the dance that they did, they did the at the end they did the Madonna on the knees pose. I thought that was kind of cute, slid into it, but it was a very funny routine. They had the baggy pants, so of course the pants fell down on a couple of them. They made some different cool moves based on that. It was just, <laughs> yeah, using 
pants on your ankle at yeah, your ankle. Yeah. yeah, around pants your on the ground. Yeah, using pants on the ground. Uh-huh. But it was it was cute. I thought it was funny. Then Kidges came out. They decided to do sexy to weekends earned it. And they stayed all on the bleachers. If you've been watching the season at all, there's a section that has bleachers, and they stayed over there. Some low backlighting. They were in suits with black, red and black. Black suits, and they had red, mask. red shirt with black vest on underneath the They had the a shirt. mask over their face, and they had hats on. Which they always do. Yeah. And yeah, they had fedoras and with a red band around it. was a very it. cool vibe. Yeah. Very sexy. Very cool. Lots smooth. Of, lots of good, cute moves. Yeah. Smooth moves on the, on the stairs. I think they did an excellent job. It, it kind of, for me, it kind of had um, what you would imagine going on with like a Sade song yeah. behind it or something like yeah. that. That kind of smooth, sexy yeah. kind of feel. And then Super Crew came out and did a very fast number. They, 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 one guy said it was 150 beats per minute, which it wasn't. That was an exaggeration. But anyway, he said they all moved much faster. Maybe in one section, but not starting out, no. it wasn't. So it was, it was, um, Something that they chose to do that was outside their wheelhouse by doing very fast movements. They danced to Where Are You Now by Jack Yu featuring Justin Bieber. Yeah. Yeah. Skrillex was also part of that. I don't know why they didn't have that on. Yeah, I don't know why that's not listed. But um, it was eh. Skrillex came up a couple times this episode. I wasn't really impressed by it. I thought it was okay. It might have helped, though, because we're watching the live streaming. Well, not live streaming. I'm sorry. We're watching a streaming version from MTV. And the timing last week was sped up, and everybody sounded like Alvin the Chipmunks. And this week, it was slow, and everybody sounded like they were on crack. Yeah, so that, that could know, be our, really our stream here for the internet. speech, and it was like, oh, gosh. So it kind of slowed down the movements of their fast dance, yeah. so it kind of probably left something to be desired for me. But anyway... At the end of that, they they polled the judges and said, "Okay, you all have to vote somebody off." Yeah, two it's go now, to the finals, go and to somebody's final, got to go home. And you all have to decide who stays home, who doesn't get to go. And after a bunch of drama, they finally said, "Oh, let's just let them all." All go. three are going to the Which final, which makes sense because they want it to be an audience vote off, not a judge vote off. Right, to right. Me. So everybody got to dance again to put their final stamp of love us and vote for us for this finale. So basically, that means that. Tonight's performances will all be for our enjoyment. Yes, enjoyment they, only. They won't count for anything. So coming into the dances tonight, the winner has already been decided. From my understanding, because my understanding, it's an audience vote winner. Nothing. Not, not audience votes it down to two, and then the judges decide. Nothing I think to it's lose. Audience. Yeah. They can do whatever they want. Mm-hmm doesn't matter if somebody's hurt and not able to do it. So in a lot of ways for the competition, the dances tonight are meaningless as far as the competition. As far as we know. Okay. It could be they change it up and have the judges vote between the two could highest be. vote getters as to who right. wins. The ju- but, but it sounded I, no, to me like it was going to be a public vote. Right. Public vote, yeah. top vote getter, winner, period is yeah. how they made it sound. So everybody danced again to, to put their final, like I said, final stamp on vote for us, vote for us. And Quest Crew did a post-apocalyptic theme. They danced to Jack Yu's Febreze featuring 2 chains. No, I thought Febreze was that spray stuff. I know, that, me too. Uh, yeah. But it was very dramatic. It was very staged set they were using tires and 
hubcaps. Hubcap shields. It was very Road Warrior. Yeah, Road Warrior. There you go. Uh, and it that, was it that was, was the kind of post-apocalyptic that it really looked like they were pulling from a lot. Uh-huh. Was Road Warrior. One of the coolest things to me was somebody actually jumped through one of the tires. Yeah. Tires aren't that big. No, they're not. And he jumped through and it was in That's and a pretty small target. And that was pretty good. But I, it was a quest crew job it was good i like quest crew all of all of these are good quest crew had a groin target in the previous dance yeah now that i think about it Uh one of the dudes that had his pants down on his it was uh, dietrich on his skivvies he had a a crotch target yeah it was it was it was dietrich yeah it was dietrich he's funny kenja's oh man they did what they called an homage to their sensei this is the best dance of the of the show uh for me and they had the what are those screens called? They're 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 the 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 rice paper screens. Oriental room dividers. Yeah. On wheels, on there wheels. was about five of them, and one of them had kinjas on it. Yeah. Uh, but they were on wheels, and they used those rolling around to the effect that they would roll them around and in front of people, and as they did, the dancers would be picked up and new dancers would be dropped off on stage mm-hmm. that was the visual they were going for by moving them around the sensei was dressed very much like um oh a character from uh big trouble in little china and a video game the lightning dude oh uh, what was his name Roe or oh i forget his name but he had the Cone hat. Cone farmer's cap on, and he had a long white robe on, and his face was completely obscured, very mysterious kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Because and he was kind of directing the dancers. Prior to each of their dance, there's a very deep disembodied voice that introduces them. And they said that voice is their sensei. And what this dance was was a behind-the-scenes of their work to get to to be who they are. Mm-hmm. So they were training in a dojo, and the sensei was there, and they were doing all these and things. And they would move the screens and let you see another room where people were training. Very, very it was, it was, cool, it was cool concept. It was cool. cool concept. That probably is the earmark for Kinja's for me in this cool season. Concepts. Very creative, cool yeah. concepts. Um, Super Crew is uh, Hang on. They oh, danced sorry. to Troy Boy's OG. Okay. And last were Super Crew doing their um, final dance to get you. They danced to the Chemical Brothers block rocking beats with some help. Yes. This was my favorite of the evening because they had violin. Q violin. Q violin as their guest musician. One of the Super Crew was the conductor down at the bottom getting everybody started. Right. He was off there was stage. A, there was a spotlight. And as Q Violin was playing, he was taking his cues from the dancers who were coming up and doing b-boy moves on the ground, like flares and stuff. And as he was playing higher notes, they would go up in the air, lower notes. He was playing his high notes when they went up, low notes when they went down, playing the song and still making it sound like a song. Yeah, the the, the music and the movements of the dancers were, were, were very much in, in sync. sync. Uh, in in tempo, but also in feel. Yeah, you you could feel that what the dancer was doing, if it was put to music, that was what it would sound like. Yeah, it was cool. It was really cool. And then they he moved out, and they all danced together and to the Chemical to Brothers. To the Chemical Brothers, and then they ended up 
back again with the conductor going across the stage behind each one of them. And as he would conduct them, they would do a move. It was just really cool. Back to back to Q violin. And then Q violin came out and played a little bit more as an ending. They took their bow section. One of the guys came and jumped and did a round off kind of cartwheel over everybody ending up on the other side coming across and doing the bow with them it was just kind of cool i liked it i think it was my favorite one it was more visual it was more musically visual to me than the kenjas kenjas was all visual to me i liked kind of the mix of the musical and visual together being combined there and that was the end of the show we every audience vote decide who you want to win tonight at 10 o'clock saturday night at 10 o'clock is the uh which no tell, no sense in telling you that now because you're not going to hear this until probably later. But um, watch the show, see who wins. I'm, I like all three of them, so I really am not upset by anybody by who anybody wins. I like win, think no. they all deserve it. I'd like to see Kinjas win just because I like them the best. But it's not certainly not a situation where if one of the other two wins, I will think, oh well, Kinjas was robbed. That was just not. Uh, no. They're all good in their own way. Yeah, they they all deserve to win this this season mm-hmm. definitely. Alrighty, guys, you can send feedback to dancefever at gmail.com. Uh, it, it does work. I checked the email. We never get any, but I did check it to make sure it works, so I, I know it works. The website is deliberatenoise.com slash dancefever. You can leave comments there. Dance Fever's on Facebook, Google+, and Twitter. On Facebook and Google+, Plus, it's two words. On Twitter, if you look for us, it's one word. And no matter which social media you choose to contact us by, and I know you're going to choose one, it's spe- Dance Fever is spelled D-A-N-C-E-F-E-V-R-E. So there you go, guys. We'll see you in another three to four days with some more So You Think You Could Dance, America's Best Dance Crew, and some Dancing with the Stars and Strictly Come Dancing info. We'll talk to you guys then. Bye. The Dance Fever Podcast is a teal production, and as such, is licensed under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, non-derivatives 3.0 unported license.